Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hey there, welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life. <clears throat> I don't have a guest today. Actually, I do. You are my guest today. You are my guest. And here's what we're going to talk about. It's going to be a conversation where I invite you into dialogue with me, but I'm not going to hear what you have to say, only you are. So here's the question we're going to work on. What needs to change for you right now? Maybe the answer is nothing. Nothing needs to change. <clears throat> so then you could frame the question, what do you want to change right now? Again, the answer may be nothing. You may be doing exactly what you choose to do, what you want to do. <clears throat> Let's dive into that even for a second. Oh, wait a minute. You are doing what you want to do. You know, as a, as a coach, a coach is someone in the people encouragement business, the truth uncovery business, you know, those kinds of things, obstacle obliteration business. One of the primary things that I have finally learned is that I'm doing every moment what I want to do. And there's a, there can be a huge dialogue in my head about, no, I'm not. I'm not doing what I want to do. What I want to do is be on a beach, this beautiful picture, or in the mountains, or palm trees, or, you know, I want to be there. Well, no, you don't. And uh, that may sound like I'm disconnected with reality, but let's just dig into there. If all, if, if I wanted to be in a place with beautiful water and palm trees and whatever this picture represents, and that's all I thought about and that's all I worked on, then I could go there. And so could you. So the question, what do I need, excuse me, what do I need to change right now is nothing. You don't need to do anything. If you allow yourself to be at peace with where you are, and that doesn't mean you want to stay there, but being at peace means I got myself here. A series of decisions. Now, I know, I know that people do stuff to you. Uh, your business fails. The IRS collects taxes. A partner betrays you. You get sick. Um, you know, all that stuff happens to everyone. And sometimes there are seasons of a lot of it, and sometimes there are seasons of, a le of less of it. But here's the truth. The truth is you're a divine being. You're loved. You, the, the creator knows your name, and you have a sovereign right to choose right now what to do. So wherever you are right now, in whatever situation you're in right now, you have the right opportunity to stay there or not. Uh, God isn't going to force you or me to do anything. 
The universe doesn't come down and make things happen. It may issue really loud invitations, like what happened to me in August of 2007, when I went to hell, you know, and the whole story is written in tightrope of depression. Well, I'll tell a little bit, an abbreviated version. Uh, I was living a single for the third time. I was um, making a lot of money, so much money that my $3,000 a week drug habit didn't matter. And I was uh, had four kids living with me, and I wasn't doing a very good job as a dad because of my addictions and because I was working in a city that was a 45-minute plane ride from where I live. So I commuted all the time, and it was just very complicated and messy. Oh, I came home on a Friday night in August, and I had a, an extraordinary series of events. I was going to go out party for the weekend, and s- some things happened that were extraordinary. So I didn't. It freaked me out, and I went to bed. And when I went to bed, I went to hell. I went to a place out of body, like in a theater, and saw the scenes from my life, all the suffering that was involved there from my growing up years, the physical and emotional and abuse that was heaped on me that you know, drove me to a place of believing I wasn't good enough, up through the suffering I had inflicted on my kids, on my three failed marriages, and on all kinds of stuff. And it was a really intense period of suffering, and it was a really long time. I didn't really know how long until I woke up. And how I woke up was after this long period, a voice said, I was in a dark room like a theater, and I could see all these scenes playing out on stage. And a voice said, it is enough, in a very it is enough kind of way. So I woke up and it was five o'clock Saturday afternoon. And I was freaked out because I'd been somewhere for nearly 18 hours. Now, that was a, a big two by four upside the head, but it didn't do anything to force me or require me to change. I could have gotten up and, you know, I had substances in the house. I could have said it was crazy and, you know, gotten high or done all kinds of stuff. But I didn't. It, it, I chose at that moment, despite the fact that I was single, uh, upset, you know, had a terrible addiction, and, uh, and nothing, no prospect for change, really. But I made a choice to do something different. Even though I didn't know how or didn't know what I had to do or the steps or anything else, I just knew I'm done with this. I'm going to start moving in a different direction. And I did, and I quit, you know, the substances that day, cold turkey. It was an astounding thing, but, you know, it wasn't magic. So that's the kind of thing I mean. My circumstances around me didn't change immediately. Like, I wasn't suddenly transported somewhere with the knowledge I needed to be a coach and start writing books, and none of that happened. I was left to ponder what had happened, and what I was going to do with that invitation. Well, invitations come from anywhere. They come when you read a book. They come if you go to a conference. They come if you have a crazy out-of-body experience that slaps you up the side of the head and says, it is enough. Okay, and you have them all the time. This could be an invitation for you. You know, the question you might start with is, are you happy? Are you genuinely, gloriously happy? Is your financial situation like you want? Is your health like you want? Is your relationship like you want? Are you doing work 
that adds good to the world, that feeds your soul, and that really matters? Are, are, I don't know. Are you? Are, are you living in a way that is just joyful every day? Are you happy? And if you are, then I know already something about you. You're creating happiness. You're choosing happiness because I know, like everybody, you have ups and downs. But you're choosing happiness, like the book Happy for No Reason. You don't have to have an external reason to choose happiness. You're alive and you have the opportunity to choose things. Now, if your leg is broken, you don't have the opportunity to choose to run a marathon or go skiing right now. It's not quite winter yet here, but you don't, you know, some things are limited as to what you can do, but nothing is limited as to what you can feel or experience. And that's been driven home to me in the last five years since June of 2018. Now, that event that I just described happened in 2007, now 16 years ago. And in that 16 years, I've been on a journey to grow and develop and serve. And, you know, I became a coach. And I'm in the business of helping people discover their own gifts and talents. And, you know, that invitation to make that change, to move in a new direction, and then support as a coach to help people do that. Just like an athletic coach who shows up at practice and watches the athlete and gives them both moral support and encouragement and techniques and technical things if, you know, that's required. So I do the same thing as a coach, but I can tell you from my experience that most of the work is inside. Most of the work is our attitude. How to do almost anything is already known. How to start a business, how to write a book, how to create a better relationship, how to love yourself more, uh, how to fix relationships with your loved ones, how to uh, listen effectively, how to communicate effectively, how to grow in your ability to speak. There's tens, hundreds, thousands of courses, free and paid, to learn how to do anything. The barrier that most that I see most of the time, in fact, I would say all the time, is in, in, in your heart, your head. I don't believe I can. You know, I, I just am not good enough. I'm not I won't make it. It won't work for me. And those are all stories that are only true if I allow them to be true. So that's what I mean by saying you create your life experience. If I want to finish a song in the studio and I want the mix, the mix and how it sounds to be world class, there are all kinds of courses and I've taken many of them, how to do that, how to do that. But if in my heart I believe I can't sing it without well, uh, it's not going to sound really good, nobody's going to like it, and my production isn't going to be world-class, if I believe that, what do you think my outcome's going to be? If I believe that, when you talk to doctors and uh, shrinks and people that work on both the head and the body, they tell you the single largest factor in someone's recovery, healing, growth, is their attitude. Think about that. More than the medicine, more than the procedures, their will and attitude to get through it. Well, if it's that strong, then that means, you know, equal sign, we create our life experience. I mentioned since 2018 when I contracted a fatal illness and died, I've had a ton, or at least what seems to me like a ton of health challenges. You know, I had necrotizing MRSA in both lungs and my bloodstream. and I died, flatlined, and was in a coma for 17 days. 
and, and lost 35 pounds and couldn't walk and all kinds of stuff. So that was a many, many months long journey. And still, my lungs are not back five years later. <laughs> and, you know, they're getting better and better, but I still have real susceptibility to bronchial stuff and lung stuff. And about two months ago, I ended up having COVID for the first time. I avoided it three and a half years. But anyway, so all those things have happened. And then on top of that, I had emergency spinal surgery because even though they had saved me from staying dead in June of 2018, in December, something had recurred and I was paralyzed from the waist down. Like right away, five, six months later, and you know, that's how 2019 started. And, and we had the pandemic and sequestered all of us. And I didn't get COVID right away. I waited three years, had all the vaccines and did everything I could and eventually got it anyway. <clears throat> but my body has been, you know, really damaged. And now I have spinal deterioration, blah, 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 between L3 and L4 and L4 and L5 in the lower back. So my right leg is, you know, right hip and leg, blah, 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 all kinds of pain and limping and, you know, this kind of stuff, right? But none of that bothers me. It just is what it is. And I choose to have joy, happiness, service, love, fabulous days every day anyway. Even though sometimes I'll sit here for a bit, do some stuff, and I'll stand up and I'm limping and whatever. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. So I'm saying that, not yay me. I'm just giving you some examples. And I know right now, as I say all that, you are thinking about your challenges. Your challenges are substantial. They are real. They are fearful. And you have the same opportunity that I did when I came out of that out-of-body experience in 2007, said, I'm done. I'm going to, done with that. I'm going to go do something else. Start over. Go in a different direction. Because I'm finished with that. It is enough. Now, here's the invitation. If you, if you look at your life, like I did at that moment, and said, I'm not happy. I got myself here. I was making way too much money and had all these bad habits and wasn't being a decent dad because I was neglecting the kids. My, they were all teenagers and could take care of themselves, but emotionally and in the way that I could have been <clears throat> and should have been, single dad, there was no other person to help. I, I wasn't taking care of him. So I, I had a lot to change. I had a lot to change. And I chose to go down that road of ch- changing it, even though I didn't know how. So after, if you look at your life and you decide there's things you want to change, it doesn't have to be you're bad because you're not. You are where you are. The very fact that you have a yearning means you're on the right path. We are built. We're created by God, and we're built with the yearning to do good. We're built with a desire to love and serve each other. And yes, we need, you know, to belong and we have a need to serve and we have a need to be loved. We have those yearnings inside of us. But I, I found that the best way to get them is for me to forget about my yearnings and to go and serve, go do something to help others. Now, when I'm broken, like I was in the hospital and stuff, there wasn't anything I could do, right? I'm laying there in a coma or in a, neck brace after the surgery or in a, in a hospital bed here t- two months ago when I 
hurt my back and right leg, and I couldn't walk for a couple of days. The pain was so bad. When I when they tried to put an IV in for pain meds, couldn't hold my arms still enough, and the nurse missed the first time. <laughs> missed. So them holding my arm with my other arm, trying to hold it still in this agony so she can get the needle in to give me something to, so it doesn't hurt so much. And finally, you know, I held it enough, and she got it in, and I wasn't even watched. I was just holding it still, right, trying to relax. And then I said, oh, did we win? Yeah, we won. All right. So, you know, at those moments, even then, I was trying to be funny and, uh, you know, make the situation light and stuff for her and for everybody. But my experience has taught me that we create our reality. We really do, moment to moment, by how we think and how we feel. My experience has also taught me the barriers we see are imaginary. There's nothing you can't have, create, or do. You're an infinite being, and you can interact with the energy fields and all that woo-woo stuff and create. It's funny, funny, science is finally catching up with mysticism and religion in terms of knowing how the universe works. We're all connected and communication is instantaneous and there are all kinds of unseen, unseen things going on. And we didn't even realize that from a scientific point of view until now. Quantum fields, quantum entanglement, spooky action at a distance, You know, all these crazy things that we give these funny names to, but they're real and they matter. So back to happy. What needs to change for you right now? I don't know. But do you? What If you go in your heart and you say, what do I want to change right now? Am I completely satisfied? When I wake up in the morning, my eyes open and I'm laying there in bed and I think about what? What what is it? Do you think about joy? I do, because she's asleep next to me. No, do you think about joy and happiness in your life? Do you think about, oh, I wish I could stay asleep? I remember saying that all the time. I just want to be unconscious because I had created a life that I hated. No more. I wake up every day, and I might wake up tired. Oh, I think I might want to sleep another half an hour. But sometimes I do, and mostly I don't. And here's why. It's not that I don't enjoy sleep. I do. But my mind goes to the blessings that I have. Forgetting my leg, forgetting my back, forgetting my lungs, forgetting all that, it just sort of evaporates. And and it evaporates because I think about you. I think about giving a message of hope one more day. I think about, I get a podcast episode today, or I'm going to do another road to 50 million. Because the message I have is how how powerful you are, how glorious you are, how beautiful you are. How capable you are, how miraculous you are, how unique you are. That is the message I have. And in the work that I do, I'm seeking, searching for messengers, messengers to be on this podcast, messengers to be on my L.A. talk radio show to spread your message of hope and desire. I'm looking for visionaries that have a vision. I talked to somebody the other day on Lunch Club, and he had a vision of changing the world. And he had five. It wasn't just some airy-fairy thing, five specific phases and he described them to me in detail and he's busy raising capital for the first part of these things and uh, what a fabulous thought effort desire yearning project and so those people exist i'm one of them and i believe you are too in your heart you are yearning to do something i am here to help to encourage, to love, and support you in your effort to add good to the world. So 
that's one of the reasons I do the podcast, but me talking to you or me talking with a guest to each other, but for you, it's just one way. Like I had an interview uh, Friday, two of them for podcasts that are coming up uh, with guests in the next couple of weeks, some spectacular guests coming. So excited. The message of how to do those things, how to change everything about your life. But step one is to realize you can. Like you built what you have. And if where you are is not happy for you, two things. First, identify it. And second, take control. Like what is it that you want to change? Now, when I ask that often, people say, I'm not making the money I need. And they have some financial concerns. What I can tell you is that money is available as much as you need and as much as you want. And you might think to me, How, what are you talking about? Money is hard to come by. No, it's not. The government doubled the money supply during COVID. There's money everywhere. Now, I just started a 90-day coaching program with a, little, a small group of five, six, Five. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Each of them have a project they're working on that will create money. I talk to them in detail. I understand the project. I understand what they're doing, who they, you know, what the service and project is that they have. And I know that it, it can be done to make money for them and to add good to the world and to serve and lift and bless. So creating money is as simple as figuring out how you create value. Uh, if you offer a house cleaning service, you create value. If you offer a book writing service, you create value. If you offer counseling, you create value. If you choose to work at a grocery store, you create value. That's how we get paid. But mostly we leave our biggest assets on the table. What? Your ability to be an architect and design a building is a skill. That is not your most valuable skill or asset to offer the world. If you want to have a bigger impact, if you want to make more money and just have more fun, I'm not saying you can't do what you're selling in the marketplace, but how you live your life as you do it. Like you have three magical ingredients. You have the things you already sell in the marketplace, your skills, pizza delivery, architecture, engineering, physician, whatever it is. That's a, a skill that you have, and you're selling it right now. That's how you've been making money. Two, you have natural gifts. Natural gifts. I, I was talking to my new group about that yesterday and asked them, well, what are your natural gifts? And uh, one of them said, I have a gift of organization. And so then the question was, how do you marry the gift of organization in that case. And another had the gift of being able to explain complex things in a simple way. So, so how do you marry the natural gifts that you have to the skills you've developed? So, for example, I used to teach piano for 40 years, from 17 to 57. I haven't taught it much in the last 10 years. But I used to teach piano, and I have developed, because of my experience and choices, the gift of patience, patience, and that gift of patience combined with my skill and knowledge of music and piano technique allowed me to be a very effective piano teacher and sought out. People would come. They want, you know, 
me to teach piano, not just somebody. So that's an example of marrying the skill, which is piano and, you know, piano instruction and music theory and finger technique and all that kind of stuff with a natural gift, which is this gift of patience. So when you think about how you will change, look at those two places, your natural gifts and your, uh, the skills you've developed. And the third thing that's the most valuable is your life experience. Now, I've done a whole episode on those things, so I'm not going to deep into that right now, but I want you to look at that. Make a list of the skills you have that you either have sold or could sell in the marketplace. A list of your natural gifts and the things that your life experience has taught you. I was in that group yesterday, and I asked them about life experience, and one of the people in the group said, I can't see how any of my life experience matters. <clears throat> so I asked this individual what the hardest thing that had happened to them, and they talked about the failure of a relationship. And we dug into that and how painful and everything. And then my question was simple. Did what you learn in that failure and then your subsequent rebound and resilience, does that help you with what you're trying to do now? And they started laughing. Of course it does. It informs it. It creates it. So then it was immediately obvious how the painful life experience became a conduit of power for them to create value, make money, add good to the world, etc. So back to the original question. What do you need to change right now? The answer is nothing. What do you want to change right now inside your life or your circumstance? Do you know exactly what you want to have different? Now, the principle that governs here is not going to come in an Amazon box. We were watching one of the Harry Potter movies last night, you know, and the Wizards and Wands. I don't have one of those. But the effect that they create is available to you. You can change your life. It doesn't happen in a flash of green or blue or red or white light. It happens with consistent choice and application. So your invitation right now as a result of this conversation, if you'll take it, if you'll take this invitation, is decide for yourself what you'd like different. In that group, I ask them, what do you want for Christmas? And they each identified what they'd like. And then we talked about how they're going to create it. And we're on a path in the next 90 days to create that thing. And each of them left the call yesterday. We had a, an induction call. It was several hours to get started. And they have a, a vision, a path. Okay, I can do this. I can get from here to there by Christmas. And then by extension, you know, I can do that into New Year's and on and on. And so that is available for you. My life, my love, my opportunity is not only to create that for me, but help you. Acknowledge your greatness, your gifts. Help you identify them if you can't find them. And then figure out how to change the world and change your life at the same time. Change your mind, change your life. Change your thought, change your life. Add good to the world, change your life. One of my powerful statements is this. I am that every imagination I see and every desire I dream is manifest as I add good to the world. Now, I know that works. And if this message is saying to you, ah, it's time, I need to do this, I need to get in gear, then reach out to me. You know, I'm available on social. There's all kinds of ways to reach out so that you can get on the path of creating the things you want in life. 
Health, wealth, abundance, making a difference, all of that is available to you right now. And it is in your hands, but it isn't going to create itself, and it doesn't depend on someone else doing anything. It depends on you loving yourself, finding your gifts, acknowledging them, and going at life in a joyful way with those gifts. If that resonates with you and you're hearing that saying, I need to do that, let's talk. If you're already doing that, let's talk because part of the way I serve is by spreading the message of messengers, visionaries, and movement makers. Do you have a message? Are you trying to start or grow a movement? Are you a visionary like that guy that was going to change the world with his five phases? Like, it's possible. It's being done right now. Do you want to get on the train? This is your invitation. My heart is open, and I'd love to help you move forward as fast as you want to, as powerfully as you want to, to create your life of purpose, prosperity, and joy where you love every minute. And I call that creating your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet.